0: It's hard to not bump your head to it. You have to. I know. And it it was free. It was a free song. (laughs) So, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Coach of Spot. I am your host, Jason T. Powell, with my co-host, Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, today, I think we're going to talk about different sports. It's almost opening day for baseball, right? Yay! You'd know more than me. Unless you're a Red know. Sox fan. It's
1: like, I, know, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. I know. Had, I had someone the other day talk to me, and they're like, yeah, I know you don't like baseball, but <laughs> you could do more baseball episodes. Someone actually told you that? Yeah. Someone actually oh, wow. was like, they're like, I'd listen to the podcast, and I know you don't like baseball, but their son plays select. And oh. speaking of that, you're the baseball guy. Don't bang on the table. Oh, my you're the baseball guy. Uh, you do that when you talk, too. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Um, I try to keep my hands still. I know it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But uh you're the baseball guy, so yeah. you tell me if I was out of line. I'm going to okay. tell you the story. You tell me if I was. You out already know
1: really the answer to this question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll make it public. So yeah, I'm going to make it public because I want to talk about. It. I'm not going to mention the team. I'm not going to mention the coach's name because uh, it, that wouldn't be fair. And mm-hmm. and I, well, I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you why. I'm not going to say his name or anything. Yeah. So my son, who's eight, yeah, in a city league. So not select, not anything like that. City league, you know, they just throw the teams together. You can you can ask to be on a team, but but they do let select in every once in a while. This team that this happened with, I was told, was not a select team, but mm-hmm. was a piece together tryout type situation. Mm-hmm. But they're not select, right? Because they don't pay their coaches. Public rec league. Yes, it's a public rec league, but it's about as high level as you can be. Not my son's team, this other team I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. If I haven't confused you enough, this is what happened. So my son's team has only lost three games, four games, maybe in three years, Mm -hmm. four years even maybe, since T-ball. They've won the championship almost every single year. Right. They have great coaches, Sean, Ryan, There's two Ryans. There's a Jason. There's all these coaches are spectacular. They're dads of people on the team. They're spectacular coaches. They're all about attitude and effort. That's all Sean cares about. He's the head coach. Mm -hmm. Attitude and effort. That's all he cares about. Right. And he's super positive. He runs ultra marathons. We're going to have him on. We're going to have, oh, not on this podcast. We're going to have actually have him on our other podcast. But you'll love him. He's a spectacular dude. Great coach. We got blessed. We were totally blessed because we got on the team on accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finn went to school with one of the boys on the team. And they're like, Hey, we're putting the baseball team together. Would you like to be on it? Finn said, yes, it was a T-ball team. And they've been together ever since. Cool. So anyway, they're pretty good. They're very athletic. Mm -hmm. And, and we're probably pretty hated in the McKinney baseball league (laughs) because they've won so many championships and stuff, even though they're a great team and everything. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're started the new season and right. they start with a preseason tournament. We play Wednesday night and one game Saturday to get seated. Okay. We win the first game 12 to zero. Mm-hmm. I think win the next game eight to one, maybe eight something. So we have 20 points. Mm-hmm. We scored the most runs. So we were first seeded and we were undefeated. So we're the first seed going in. We play team eight. The eight seed, nine, 10, and 11 don't even get to play. Eight through one are in the tournament. Uh, we play eight. We end up winning. I texted you yeah. uh, 13 to one, yep. I think, because I came and worked with your son then. Right. So I came and worked with your son yeah. on wrestling. And thank you. It awesome. Oh, no problem. It was yeah. a blast. I had Absolutely. such a good time. Yeah and oh i was dying though wasn't i (laughs) oh my gosh like the first takedown and i'm like i'm done i'm like i can't do anymore so i work with will son i come back i make it in time for the next game i was worried because it's a team that we only beat by one earlier and last year we were always really close like it was always one or two runs we end up winning like eight to one which is crazy Mm -hmm. because they're a really good team right so we go to, we, we have our championship game against the number two seed that night. Mm-hmm. They came in the number two seed and I had never heard of this team, whatever. So we go early because we're going to play one of the two teams that are playing right then. We go like 30 minutes early because Becky always has to be early. Absolutely. So we're there 30 minutes early. We watch them. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, we're in trouble. I texted you. Yeah, you did. We're in trouble. We're not beating this team. There's no way. They look spectacular. These kids are throwing 40, 50 miles per hour pitches. They're mm-hmm. eight, right? And they're huge. They have <laughs> they have birth certificates written in crayon that says, I <laughs> I am eight. I am eight. And they're drinking on the mound. <laughs> and there's <laughs> <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, they have facial hair. You're like, they're, hey, bro, you need to cut down your beard. <laughs> like, like, I forgot to shave this morning. Yeah, they were huge. They were huge. And these coaches, they're up eight to zero. Yeah. And one of the kids mess up, and the other team scores, so it's eight to one in the last inning, mm-hmm. and their coach loses his mind. Yeah. Loses his mind. Yeah. I told you to play there. Blah 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 blah. Just and I'm like. I'm used to Sean's type of coaching, which is, "Hey man, good try. Don't worry about it." Right. You know. So, and that's kind of like how I coach. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm like, "We're in trouble." I knew right away. Yeah. We get up. Six of their batters make it up. We only allow one run. It's one to zero, which is pretty decent because mm-hmm. they're good. So, we're we're playing the game. It. It's second or third inning i think they're up three to zero by now mm-hmm. maybe four to zero. One of finn's really really good friends gets up to bat yeah his dad's not there by the way he i don't know where he was but his mom was there but his dad wasn't mm-hmm. he's a good he's a good player strikes out yeah their coach is standing behind the mound and he jumps up <laughs> and he goes yeah that's what i'm talking about and like as he's walking past the kid who just struck out he's still yelling and he kind of like looks at him and is in his face a little bit he's like yeah and i'm like that seems a little over the top yeah so my blood pressure goes up a bit i walk over to our coaches and i'm like hey guys that that's a little excessive like to our coaches. Yeah. I'm like, can you say something to the ump or something? I mean, he yelled right in his face. I'm trying not to say the kid's name. He yells right in that kid's face. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and the kid's crying now after he does it. Sure. They're eight.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And I'm like, that kind of made me mad. So I'm like, I'm going to let it go, which doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Me letting stuff go as you know. So and and as a coach yeah. of a different sport, I'm sensitive to bad coaching. Yeah, right. Because I don't like it. Because I know it drives kids out of the sport. And I want them to be in it as long as they want to be. Because I hear all the time, kids that quit select baseball because they're just sick of getting yelled at. Absolutely. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to let it go. I said a few things. But to my wife and to her friends, she's pretty close with a lot of these moms. So anyway... It goes another inning. I think they're up now four to zero, mm-hmm. five to zero. Anyway, uh, one of the kids goes up. He's a stud. His dad played for Venezuela. He plays select and he plays the city league. He's a stud. Yeah. And he just looks like a stud. Sunglasses, stuff under his eyes. He just he looks, looks, looks like the a part. He looks like a ball player. Yeah. Flat brim hat. You know, <laughs> he just looks like a stud. And he gets up to the plate and he takes his stance and his stance is athletic and he's just ready. This kid throws hard. Yeah. Hits him right in the back. Mm. He starts crying. Coach comes out. Sean's like, Hey, can you, can you make it to first? You know, if you can't, we'll get someone else to pinch run for you. Yeah. he's like, no, no, I can't. He goes, he's crying still on first base. Mm. Next kid comes up. Boom. Hits the next kid. Mm. Hard. Hard, that kid's like, ah, you know, like doing the, yeah. And Sean walks up to him, and by this time, now the parents are pissed. Like they're like, what's going on? You know, and and the coach is standing behind the mound or behind the, the catcher still because they throw the ball back to our because it's a a, it's modified coach pitch. Mm -hmm. Kids pitch and then they cut the coaches pitch if they they throw three balls. Yeah. So anyway, well. My son is terrified of getting hit by the ball. Mm -hmm. He won't even commit when the coach is pitching. Like he won't stay in the batter's box. Okay. I look over, my son's not up next, but um, he's up. He's on, he's on deck. deck. Yeah. So I look into the dugout. He's not practicing batting. He's in the fetal position. (laughs) I'm dead serious in the fetal position, tucked in the corner of the dugout crocodile tears coming down his face because he's terrified of getting hit by the ball and he just watched two of the best players on the team get hit and cry and being like they're still standing on the bases rubbing themselves because it hurts so bad yeah because this kid's throwing hard right i go over i'm like damn it this is one of those moments Mm -hmm. this is one of those moments as a parent as a parent i want to go over and say get up let's go get your back come on as a coach I'm like I empathize. Yeah. I know fear. Oh, I I yeah. I I was a boxer and a wrestler. I know fear. I've seen monsters on the other side.
1: There's fear are, at every level and everything.
0: And that want to tear my head off, Yeah, right? I've been there. So I walk over, well, I'm holding back the tears. Yeah. I'm even getting emotional talking about it now. Yeah. I get down, I lean down to his level. So the fence is between us. Right. I'm like, "Bro, if if you don't want to go up there, don't go up there. Get your stuff. I'll pull you out of the lineup. We'll leave right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna force you. Yeah. But I'm letting you know if you do that, you're gonna have a lot more pain than if you get hit by a ball. Right. And he's he's eight. You know, he's like, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't I go, if you want to leave, let's leave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't leave. I go, I know that. I just wanted you. To know that right and he's like i don't want to go daddy i don't want to go and he's saying i'm getting emotional right now <laughs> i mean i've got tears in my eyes and i'm like bro mm-hmm. it's up to you man i'm not gonna force you yeah i'm not gonna be that dad i'm not gonna force you and the coaches there's this one really good coach his name's ryan and he's on the team and he's he's just a big he's a big dude mm-hmm. and he's a he's an official in the mckinney baseball league yeah. he's an umpire he's spectacular he's as good as sean and he's like finn it's okay buddy you can do this you know he's just a positive dude yeah and he's a good guy and he takes finn to the side all the time when he knows he's afraid of getting hit by the ball and he he works with him extra and he's just a good guy right and so finn's just huge crocodile tears as he walks towards the batter's box and he's walking like dead man walking like Mm -hmm. i'm going to the gas chamber like he's acting like he's not going to survive this. Yeah, it's like green, you got a, a helmet, bro. You yeah. got a helmet. <laughs> like, but I'm dying as a dad. I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. He walks up to the batter's box. Doesn't commit. Kid throws one right down the middle. I mean, it's right down main street and it's fast. Yeah. Boom. Into the catcher's mitt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the catcher didn't even move his glove. It just went right into it. Yeah. Beautiful strike. Beautiful pitch. Mm-hmm. Finn jumps out of the batter's box. <laughs> it was nowhere to hear him. Jumps out of the batter's box. This coach from the other team jumps up. And I don't even know the kid's name. Says the kid's name and goes, that's it, right down the middle. Yeah, throw it harder. As my kid's crying in the batter's box. All right, man. And flips out. So I'm like, settle down, coach. Like I yell it. He doesn't hear me. Yeah. I start walking <laughs> by the time I get there. By the time I get there, Finn's already struck out. Yeah. He's swinging at anything. Cause he just wants out of the batter's let's, box. Let's get it done. He's swinging at. Then Finn, the coach, when Finn strikes out jumps up. Cause he strikes out swinging. He swung at one, but I mean, it wasn't even yeah. like it was terrible. Yeah. And this coach jumps on. Yeah. And I go coach. I, I'm at I'm at the behind the uh, catcher yeah. now okay but I'm on the other side of the fence yeah I go coach and he turns around and he looks at me and he goes um when a kid's in the box crying pissing himself, you acting the fool ain't helping the situation and he looks at me and he makes eye contact and as soon as he makes eye contact he can see if I say anything this is escalating. Mm -hmm. this dude's coming over the fence like he can tell i'm already i'm already convinced i already have the double leg in my mind i already have the setup in my mind i i've I've already got it (laughs) like i'm ready to go and uh he looks at me and he he puts his hand up like this and he shakes his head down and breaks eye contact right away sure like um if he listens to the podcast this is going to be totally insulting and i really don't care he put his tail between his legs and was like P- pissing himself like he was like oh uh, shit yeah like I know I did something wrong right I turn around McKinney baseball official standing right behind me he goes you can't encode. you can't engage the coaches like that I go really I just did <laughs> and he goes well you can't do that I go yeah. then you hold him accountable right because we got a kid that's peeing himself in the box crying and he's jumping up yelling in their face and it's the second kid he's done it to so you either hold him accountable and you say something or I'm going to handle it. And he's like, well, you're the only one. The parents here right now. You're the one that looks like the crazy man. I go, I could care less what I look like. Yeah. I'll beat his ass. Like, and I said that and he was like, okay, I'm just going to walk away because there's no way to de-escalate the situation now. Right. So I go back over the other kid. I almost said his name. The other kid's mom comes to me and goes, thank you for sticking up for my son. I'm like, no problem. And and Sean's wife comes to me and goes, very rarely is the parent yelling at the coach in the right. But I think you're in the right there. Yeah, I did say something at the end of the game that I regret. And uh, the mom that heard me say it and the husband of the mom, the dad that heard me say it, I apologize 100%. (laughs) <laughs> it was about that coach taking the first place medal and going home and pleasuring himself. <laughs> it was not classy to say it. I regret that I said it. I apologize that I said it, but everything else, I don't apologize for at all. Yeah. And I don't know if I was in the wrong or not, but I, if I was at a gymnastics meet Oh yeah. and I saw a coach, do that to a gymnast that just fell Mm -hmm. or I saw a coach belittle one of his gymnasts that way, Mm -hmm. I would have said something too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't really, I regret that. I let it, I I regret that I let myself get angry about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't regret me saying something about it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because Becky and I were talking about it afterwards and Becky is, is, is Becky don't back down from conflict either mainly because she's packing most of the time <laughs> but becky doesn't back down from she has zero fear when it comes to conflict and i'm the same way i don't have any fear and it's funny because people don't, a lot of people don't relate to that and i'm like i don't have fear because i don't fear escalation because i have total confidence in my physical ability to defend myself mm-hmm. and everything else. so i don't i don't fear any escalation, and when you don't fear escalation, you don't fear the conflict that goes into it. Right. Like I'm not saying I enjoy conflict; I really don't. But I I don't fear conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna let them. And if she, I don't think Sean, the coach, from our our coach, I don't think he heard or or saw most of what happened. Right. Because it here here's the difference in the coaching. If Sean was behind plate, which he's not. Someone else is usually behind plate and he doesn't say a word. He'll say nice pitch. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nice pitch, good job. But when Sean's waiting to pitch and the kid from the other team is pitching, Sean doesn't say anything to them except positive reinforcement. Good pitch. That was awesome. Oh, good strike, buddy. Yeah. Like that's how he, he he boosts up both sides. He's not there. He's not there. To to kick an enemy when they're down. Yeah. The other team is not an enemy. It's somebody you're competing against. It's right. it's not a combat sport. <laughs> you know, and he's he realizes they're eight. If they were 16, it would be a different boat. Yeah. But they're not. They're eight. We need to get them to 16. We need to get them to college. We need to get them. We need to get them where they want to go, where their dreams are. And you don't do that at eight years old by yelling in their face. Right. And he understands that. And Sean's Sean boosts up both sides of the team. If someone strikes out and he's right there, he's like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, buddy. If they get hit by a pitch, he's the first one there before their t- coach can get there. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? He's a good guy. Right. And he's a good coach. And he's a positive coach. And that's how you get kids to the next level. Mm-hmm. Not screaming at them because they made a mistake when it's eight to one. And definitely not screaming at the other team. Yeah. Could you imagine if I did that at a gymnastics meet? A kid falls and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we just won. First off, I want my kid to go up and throw the best routine they can throw. Yeah. I want the competition to throw the best routine they can go. Because I want to see who's best. Yeah. I don't want to see who's better, who's better when one doesn't bring their best. Right. That doesn't mean anything. No. It 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 isn't what sports is built on. I want your best game. You give me, we'll give you our best game. Let's see who's better. Right. That's what it's about. Yeah. And if they mess up, I don't celebrate that. You don't celebrate that. You definitely don't celebrate a little kid crying in the batter's box.
1: Yeah. I think obviously when you, when you text me the story and you, you know, I told you my reply is like, hey, you know, somebody needs to, slide in spikes up or yeah yeah
0: you're like punch you punch know <laughs> you should just have the pitcher throw at his head
1: yeah um unfortunately here's the you know at every age level it it changes and it grows and for some reason it's worse in baseball I think than just about every other sport that there's going to be a coach and because every one of them is a volunteer yeah it's a dad or it's a mom.
0: And when they, I think these guys are trying to build a select team.
1: Yeah. And maybe even with a select team, there's very few of them. I mean, there are some predominant ones, especially yeah. in North Texas, that otherwise you're doing this, you're volunteering your time. Yeah. None of them are getting paid for it. But for some reason, they have this mindset that there must be a talent recruiting <laughs> scout that's in the out in the bleachers that's looking for the next manager of the Cubs.
0: Right. I'm or, so gonna. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna so yeah. be a coach in AAA or
1: something, man. And it's just ridiculous that at that age, especially at, at an eight, nine, ten, these kids, you're just trying to a improve their skills and let them have fun. Yeah, man, they're there with their friends, and you're just trying to help them get better. Right. Obviously, you know, you keep score and competition is important, but at that point in time, it's not the most important thing no it's so far from the most important thing well and it's not even important even when you get to high school competition matters because you, you have winners and losers but even then for most of those kids if they're hoping to get to the next level let's say for example there's what 10 12 teams in you guys's league
0: there's 11 I 11 think, yeah
1: and there's maybe what 15 kids on the team right so let's say 165 kids of those 165 kids maybe a third of them are going to play high school baseball right so let's say 50 of them
0: well especially if you yell at them like that
1: yeah and of those 165, 10% of them may play college baseball. If that. So 16 of them. Yeah. And of those 165, one of them or two of them may play professional at baseball. At
0: most. And that's not even major league baseball. No, that's, that's professional. Triple A. Professional. So,
1: yeah. So for that guy to sit out there with a bunch of eight-year-olds and scream and yell at his team, first and foremost, and then secondly, even worse, to celebrate, like, he just won game seven of the World Series. Right because his kid struck out another kid
0: is absolutely. Ludicrous. Well, and here's, here's the thing. And it's an honor that they scouted us. Sure. Like they knew, they knew who our best batters were. Right. Because as soon as they came up, it didn't matter where they were in the lineup. They were like, back up, back up. Like they knew, they knew who the pitchers were. As soon as one of the kids was pitching and he, he was doing a good job and they're like, yeah. what's his pitch count? What's his pitch count. You have to get him off the mound. And they're like, he hasn't pitched the whole tournament. Like they were keeping track of our pitch count, everything else. Ridiculous. So let's okay. So they knew we were their main competition. Right.
1: And obviously, they, if they won the tournament, okay, great. So, so what? Right. What Who did cares? You, What did you benefit from winning the tournament versus second place?
0: Like when we started that game, and I texted you, and I said we're in trouble. Yeah. These guys are really good. I was also like, good, because mm-hmm. what we need is butt kicking. A butt kicking's good. It'll help. Absolutely. What we don't need. Is someone jumping in our face, letting us know we're getting our butt kicked. There's a scoreboard. We know what it means. Now, this is why I didn't bring up his name, and this is why I'm not saying the name of the team. Yeah, He went up to Ryan afterwards because Ryan texted me and said, I'm sorry. I went overboard.
1: Well, hopefully learn from it.
0: So he knew. Yeah. He knew. And he went to ryan and apologized for it now did, did he go to ryan because ryan's an official also mm-hmm. and you know he <laughs> ryan said it seemed genuine mm-hmm. and that's why i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and i'm not saying his name and i'm not saying the name of the team um because ryan texted me and ryan was i think ryan was a little peeved that i acted that way and but he also said, I'd rather have you be passionate about it right. and stick up for the kids. than you not even care yeah. and you not even show up to the games. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't get to go into any more games for the rest of the year because I got a coach. But, you know, I thought
1: you're saying, you saying that they told you no more. No. Media. Well, here's
0: so. the thing. If I would have gotten thrown out. Yeah. Sean gets suspended. Oh, OK, so they're happy I didn't get thrown out. Now, that being said, Sean did get thrown out of a basketball game this year. Yeah.
1: Well, and I remember when I used to, you know, we both worked for the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was the athletic director for the Boys and Girls Club for a short period of time. Right. And one of the things that we used to do is obviously, we used to have to coach the basketball games. Mm -hmm. And man… I can't tell you how many times I had to eject people from basketball games, from yeah. coaches. The former, one of the former McKinney ISD board members, <laughs> I had to eject him from a game once. His his twin boys was, a, yeah. was on a team, and I had to eject him once.
0: I'm not a talker but, either. No. Like, I'll, I'll but, and I'll be funny. Like, I'll right. say stuff. Like, I'll be like, Finn, if you don't get a hit, you're not getting a ride home. Right. Like, just stupid stuff. Right. But very rarely do I yell out at the ump or anything like, like if I do, it's something just joking around. Like when they're <laughs> – we were playing the one team, and he just wasn't pitching well. The coach wasn't. And I feel for that. That's a hard thing to do mm-hmm. when it's coach's pitch. And I'm like, man, that coach is the best player on our team.
1: <laughs> and
0: then I'm like, he threw it and he almost hit one of his kids. I'm like, that's why right, I brush him off the plate. Yeah. You know? Well, you realize at that
1: point in time, because, number one, as a coach, and then secondly, as a parent, there's a right and there's a wrong. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it guess what well, like there's been times like, you know, at our football games for our son and it gets because obviously as a former football coach. And then secondly, most important as a parent, you know, I will finally, you know, I'll wait and I'll wait and I'll wait. And I'm saying things to my wife and Nikki's like, you said that like eight times. Right. And so finally I'll just, I'll just yell it at the top of my lungs. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, I've got to, or I'm going to lose my mind. Right. And then finally I've emailed the coach saying, Hey, look, can we just sit down and just talk? Like, I'm yeah. not going to tell you how to do your job you're the one who's getting paid to do this. I'm a parent in the stands, right? I was like, I'm just trying to tell you and, and just discuss. What yeah, do you see? Why do you see it? What is it? And I'm going to support you whatever way you do it. Because you're the you're the coach, you're the coach. The parent. Yeah, I just want to talk. Yeah. And you know, I remember times as you know, reffing, you know, like, for example, I remember specifically, there was a nine and 10 year old girls basketball team from prosper. And they were absolutely phenomenal. Because you think about 19-year-olds, especially, unfortunately, right. girls basketball, a lot of them were just learning how to dribble yeah. and get a ball up into the hoop. Oh,
0: I couldn't stand going to Finns games. These oh. teams,
1: this team was absolutely, they were state yeah. tournament good. They yeah. Were, they were great. And the, the rules for the Boys and Girls Club was that you couldn't play defense outside the three-point line. Well, they had a little point guard that she was absolutely just a <laughs> stud. stud. Yeah. So as soon as the girl would dribble inside the three point line, it was a steal and layup. Yeah. Games were like 80 to two. <laughs> I mean, just stupid. Yeah. And, but the coach was, he would not relent. He wouldn't rotate out. He wouldn't sub. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. The teams would get so upset. And then their kids, the girls were upset and they didn't. And then win. they quit. Yeah. And so, but it got to the point that basically after about halftime, I mean, the game's like 50 to one. And so as soon as she'd reach, I'd call a foul for reaching. Yeah. Now she never touched anything but the ball. And the coach is like, she didn't touch her. I was like, it's a reach. I'm like, <laughs> and so finally I'm like, look, I walk over. I'm like, look, you've got it. You realize we're talking about nine and 10 year old girls. Yeah. I'm trying to allow them the opportunity to actually play some basketball. Right. Otherwise we're doing the exact same thing for the next 20 minutes.
0: Right. So right. if she
1: reaches, I'm going to call. So what did he do? He was smart to let her know, hey, stick your leg out. They're going to just dribble it right off her leg. <laughs> So finally, after about three or four plays of that, I'd call her for tripping. Yeah. like He didn't trip her. I'm like, I'm calling her for tripping. So finally, I threw a technical and threw him out of the game. Yeah. I was like, you need to understand this isn't about the score. This is about teaching competition and actually to get better. Right. And if you have a problem, you can go to the athletic director, who guess what happens to be me right now. <laughs> and if you don't want to change it, then take your kids who are at a much different skill level and go play elsewhere. Right. Because guess what? 10 other teams need to learn how to play basketball right and have fun doing it yeah and go take your 250 dollars that your team is paying for the actual membership fee and go spend it elsewhere right because to have your 12 girls come play in our league is not worth it for the other 48 or not 40 but for our like 10 teams 120 yeah. other kids to enjoy it. and plus all their parents and all the other kids who are coming to play yeah it's not worth it
0: Finn fin played in uh psa league yeah, for basketball and it's painful. Yes, and they're athletic. There, yeah. it's most of baseball players from this team, and they're mm-hmm. athletic dudes. Like, right. you can see the difference in our athleticism, except for that team we played. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they're they're a step above. They're mm-hmm. just a little bit better. And they played, and they played this team. They were spectacular. Mm-hmm. And this coach is like, no, no. Two defense, two like, and he's yeah, golden triangle, like it's like, bro, settle down. They're eight, yeah. and this time they were six and seven, and these dudes were playing defense. They were playing, yeah, and we scored against them, and he flipped out. And I'm like, dude, it's yeah. twenty four to four. Yeah, settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a time that comes into play, mm-hmm. and there's nothing better than say high school athletics. Oh yeah, seeing the two best football teams in the state play each other. Mm-hmm it's like watching college. It's like, what? it's, it's fun. And they're 16 and they're 17. And this is what it's about. Yeah. You have to know that line though. Right. Like that kid that knocked out the ref that went running oh, on yeah. the field and took out the ref. And yeah. it's like, dude, if I was his coach, he, no, never again. You're not playing athletics for my school, much yeah. less on my football team. I don't care how good you are. Right. And it's just, it's just, and, but we got to get them to that level.
1: Yeah, there's a progression. There's a stage for that. Yeah. And at eight and nine years old, that's not it. Right. Now, if I'm a high schooler, and this, here's the thing. When I coached high school baseball, and if and my kids are in that same situation, like you said, when they scored the run, he lost his mind. Yeah, You know what? Okay, so they scored the run. What benefit is going to do if I'm screaming at him during the play? If he gets up, so at the end of the inning, when he's in the dugout, hey, you know, we had a certain shift on. We had a position where were right. he you supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's where you need to be. So guess what?
1: In practice, we're gonna work on drills. We're gonna work on your shift.
0: That's what it's side, for.
1: You know? That's what it's for. Yeah.
0: You it, it was no,
1: it does no good right then and there because all you're gonna do is make the kid feel horrible. You're gonna get in his head. You're gonna actually make him not want to play baseball.
0: Yeah. Doesn't you know, well and fun. I'm people that know me know when I coach that I'm super even at an elite level. Mm-hmm. Beating up one of my athletes is ridiculous. They're already type A. Mm-hmm. What am I going to tell them that they don't know? They don't know they fell. Yeah. Like they know they fell. Mm -hmm. I'm there for most. I'm there for support. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, you know what? We're going to go back Monday. We're going to fix that. We're going to work on that. That's it. Mm -hmm. If that, I don't even have to, I don't, 95% of the time I say, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of that effort. You fell being aggressive. Yeah. Yeah because that's usually the case. That's how I coach. I'm like, yeah. let's if we're going to fall, let's fall going big. It's just as easy to fall going big as it is Oh yeah, before. absolutely. fall holding back. So, and that's just me as a coach. With that being said, I don't even like baseball. Mm-hmm. And I've never been more invested in games than I am when my 8-year-old plays. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. How silly silly I get. Yeah. And at the same time I'm like, you know, it's still it's a game yeah settle down it's first off it's not a combat sport no there's no hitting them when they're down it's not mma no. you can't even hit people when they're down in boxing so why are you trying to kick these kids that you're already winning four to zero and it's the last inning yeah settle down bro right and i understand getting into the i've there's been times i've been at meets and anthony has come up to me and he's like bro you look like your head's gonna explode oh, and no. i'm like yeah of course because I'm disappointed I Mm -hmm. I want my girls to do better I want my athletes to to know success at the same time I'm like I'm you know I've I've had I had an athlete at regionals one year she competed the best meet she could compete yeah and it wasn't she almost won but she didn't win and I don't know if she would have won on her best day yeah but I couldn't have been more proud of her yeah. She did the best meet she could do that day. And I was so proud and I'm telling her and I start tearing up mm-hmm. when I'm talking to her. Cause I'm so proud of her. And I, I kind of turn away and you know, then I have more sessions and everything. And we're at practice on Monday and I'm like, Hey guys, Hey, we made it through a whole regionals and Jason didn't cry. And she's like, you totally cried. Like when you were telling me that I did a good job, you were totally bawling." I'm like, yeah. dang it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw well,
1: real athletes already know if they did their best, if they're winning or losing, yeah, they already know in a competition internally, mentally before you've told them anything. And if you're really upset with your athlete, you can get in their ear and say absolutely everything you want to say between you and them. Right. And it's going to affect them way more than you screaming out on a football, like on the sideline. If I got yeah. somebody's attention, yeah, I'm going to shout and scream as loud as I can to get their attention to say something to them. But when it comes to actually really wanting to get their attention and actually really affect something that you want to say to them, you can get in their ear and whisper absolutely the quietest thing. And it's going to actually really affect them
0: way more than just standing there screaming and looking like a moron, which is what well, the coach and did. Here's the thing. If you want, so say it's football. Mm-hmm. They mess up. They miss a tackle. Whatever. They're out of position. Yeah. They're defensive end and they cut it in early. The running back goes around. Yeah. They don't hold their. They hold the. They edge. don't hold the edge. They yeah. go around. They get a touchdown. Whatever. Yeah. If you want to grab that kid by the face mask, and shake his head and yell at him, probably not the best time to tell him what you want to tell him. Yeah. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. If you feel the urge to grab their face mask and pull them into you real hard, settle down. Yeah. Because it's probably not the time for you to talk to him Yeah, and you have a defensive coordinator for that anyway. Yeah. So chill, let the position coach handle. let it. the position coach handle until you're making $4 million a year <laughs> and they're on full ride scholarships worth half a million dollars. Chill. Mm-hmm. You got to chill, especially high school. Yeah. And I know that's hard for coaches to hear because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's sport. It's intense, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's a pretty good, tool even if you have employees yeah oh a, a dude blows a deal right this blows a sale say he's a car salesman yeah. blows a sale manager pulls him in the office screams at him but at the bottom line is you are only going to make five thousand dollars profit on that car anyway yeah is it worth losing a good salesman over exactly is it worth belittling someone or is this a teaching moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you're a true mentor and you're a true leadership and by the way people i do public speak all over the country on mentorship and leadership. Yeah. Was I a leader this Sunday at that championship game? Probably not, but I'm also going to defend my people as hard as I can defend them. And that's what I was doing. Could I have handled that in a better leadership role? Absolutely. I say I speak on leadership. I didn't say I'm the perfect leader.
1: <laughs> no, nobody is. Well, you mentioned the, the sales thing in terms of, know your boss if they rip you because you didn't get that sale or if they freak out with something if your business
0: hinged on that one deal you don't have a business well you're not a real boss no you're not you're not a real boss if it if it if it if five deals are the difference between you going out of business and not going out of business you need to look at yourself in the mirror as a boss yeah and i say this in mentoring and this is very unpopular when i talk about mentorship. And I say, first off, as a good mentor, number one, shut up and stop listening for what you want to hear and listen for what you need to hear, because they're two totally different things. When you mentor somebody, you want them to say, I want to be just like you. That's not what you need to hear. You need to hear what they really want to be, because they want to be better than you. They should. Right? As they should. Yeah. Yeah. As a mentor, that's what you... Ch- I choose people that are better at something than me. Yeah. And my goal is to become better than my mentor, yeah. as it should be. You shouldn't be defensive against that. So stop listening for what you want to hear and start listening for what you need to hear. Because when you mentor, it's not about shaping people in your image. It's about molding people into what they need to be, right? Right. So if your business fringes on that, but the thing I say that's very, very unpopular is if you, you're going to have employees that you have to fire that's, that are bad at what they're doing, but you also need, when you fire them or you're letting them go, because you can't, you can't keep slackers and people that are unwilling to take your leadership. You can't keep them and keep your good employees. Because your good employees are gonna see you giving slack to that person and resent you for it. Mm -hmm. So you have to get rid of the dead weight. Mm -hmm. They're they're not gonna respect you if you keep the dead weight. So you have to let it go. But when you let it go, Mm -hmm. you need to say, what did I do to contribute to this? What did I do? And take ownership for it and say, what did I do as a leader that I did not give that person to be successful? And not just say, uh, I got a bad egg yeah, because that's how you, you you do not improve as a leader. You will not improve as a mentor. If you sit back and say, eh, I got a bad egg. Oh, that kid's a bad athlete. That person's a bad salesperson. What did I do that didn't give them the tools to be successful? And there are times when you can give them everything you can give them and they don't succeed. But you still need to take a look at yourself and say, what could I have done different? Because it's never a hundred percent. It's never a hundred percent. They're just a bad, well, if they're stealing from you and they're, (laughs) you know, they're doing stuff like that, right? I'm talking about certain ethical things. Yeah. I'm talking about everyday business relationships. What did I do to not make them successful or not give them the tools to be successful? It's a very unpopular opinion. It's very unpopular because people don't want to look at themselves when something like that happens. And it's like, could you have been a better leader or better yet? Could you have hired someone that was better? Yeah. That's and look at your hiring practice. Start from the beginning. Start from the very beginning. What red flags were there at the very beginning when I interviewed this person that were red flags and I still hired them because I needed a body because it's never good. If you need a body, it's never good to put the wrong person on the bus. Yeah. Right people on the bus. It's better to go shorthanded than it is to go wrong handed. That's good. You know? And people don't understand that. It's better for you to have to do more work for a little bit until you get the right person than to have the wrong person to have to fix their mistakes. Yeah. It's 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 imperative. You know how many times in my coaching career I've gone shorthanded because I couldn't find the right person to coach? Mm-hmm. It made my life harder for a little bit, but not nearly as hard as when I hire the wrong people. Yeah. Which I did plenty of times. Plenty of times. Yeah. So I mean Well, I think in regards to the the coach, he may be the greatest eight year old coach forever, <laughs>
1: but that's all he's ever gonna be is a great eight year old coach.
0: Yeah. Well, and so, who he knows? He, he might have learned him. He might have learned from that situation. <laughs> Hopefully. And and you know what? My my wife is friends with someone on that team. Mm-hmm. And she was praising their coaches after that win. Praising how great they are. Um, She probably, and she coached. That's what's funny. Yeah. She coached. She's coached something else. And I'm kind of like, people are blinded by stuff. There's still people that think Biden's a great president. Mm, well, so there's people different. that are blinded so much by their agenda. That's a different podcast. Yeah. There's so much blinded by their agenda. Yeah. Just like the media. When this whole shooting in Colorado happened, yeah. they're like, "Oh, it must have been a white guy." Yeah. Well, it wasn't. But I, when it happened, I didn't think race wasn't the first thing I thought. I thought those poor people. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, this is a perfect time to push my agenda.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, like obviously, yeah. If that co- if
1: that parent was like, "Great, they won the tournament," but did any of them actually get better?
0: No, she and said, "Thank, thank goodness for our great coaches." Yeah. But and I'm like
1: did their skills get better and number one did the kids have fun yeah and if the answer is no to both of those then no they're not great coaches
0: right they're not i bet they had fun everybody has fun when they win well
1: they did but in the end like did they actually right. enjoy the experience
0: right right and if, was it worth if, the three fourth the, well and i know our kids didn't enjoy it because right. they cried through the whole game yeah
1: and of those 15 kids if it's, say in three to four years all those kids are out of baseball because they just hated their experience then you fail playing baseball then yeah they were bad coaches
0: well and here's the thing And I I preach this all the time. So, but our job isn't wins and losses. Our job has nothing to do with wins and losses. It doesn't even have to do with developing great athletes. It has to do with developing great people. Are the lessons you're giving worth the cost they're paying? Mm -hmm. That's the end of the, that's the, it's a, it's a bank account right? Mm. It's a bank account. Are we putting more into their bank account than they're getting taken out by the trials and tribulations of competition and kids that quit before they reach their full potential. The answer is no. Mm. And as a coach, if you can't see how I've made a career out of coaching kids that couldn't make it in other programs, I've made a career out of coaching kids that other programs didn't want. I made a career out of coaching kids that had either been given up on or were too old Mm -hmm. for gymnastics or were too, I, I, I've had great athletes too. Don't get me wrong. Right. I've had spectacular athletes that were unbelievably talented, but if all you want to coach are spectacular athletes, you're a crappy coach because I don't want to just coach spectacular athletes that get stuff the first time. That's great. I've done it. It's fun. At the same time, it is so much fun to see a kid that another program said, quote, you're too old. You're too fat. I've had gymnasts that other programs have told them that. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine telling an eight year old girl, you're too old. You're too fat.
1: That's crazy.
0: She's eight. How can, And then you go home and you sleep. That's the part that scares me, that that same person could go home and sleep after they tell that, after they say that, you know, and and I've made those gyms eat those words when they see that kid compete at 12 or 13 or 14 or better yet at 18, right before they go off to college on their full ride scholarship. Yeah, so don't tell me. Someone's too old and too, but you don't know. No, nobody knows. How many, how many kids have you coached at eight years old, and you're like they have no talent, and then at (laughs) thirteen they blossom, yeah, into this spectacular athlete with confidence and, and you built that. You helped build that. You didn't do it on your own, but you helped build that. The confidence and the and the reward as a coach, right? Because I can tell you right now. Coaches, and I I don't want to make a general statement about him specifically. Mm -hmm. Coaches that coach like that, right, will run kids through a grinder and have one kid that gets to the MLB Mm -hmm. and say, I did that. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You have to turn around and look at the thousand kids that didn't get to play high school baseball because of you and say, I did that. Exactly. If you're going to take credit for that one. You, you got to take, take care of credit goals. for the other ones, yeah, exactly. the ones you ran out of baseball because you yelled at, yeah. or football, or wrestling, or boxing, or Pick the sport. gymnastics. Pick the sport. Yeah, there's coaches out there running kids out of the sport,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you're going to take credit for that one that made it despite of you, yeah, <laughs> you got to take credit for the three thousand that didn't make it to high school. Yeah. Oh, that's not my fault. They their parents went through a divorce, or oh, that's not my fault. Well, guess what. If you have a kid and their parents are going through a divorce, it's your job to support that kid mm-hmm. and keep them doing something they love that's their only escape from their reality. Yeah. But no, you're making it worse by them being, they're getting this at home and then they come to you and they're getting more. Yeah. If you're adding on to that, if you add on to that bad, you got to readjust. You got to realize what you're doing wrong. And don't get, I'm not a perfect coach. I've no. done it. Sports should be everything bad days. they have to do.
1: As, as difficult as it should be mentally, physically, emotionally, taxing as it should be on the body, it should be one of the best things and the most enjoyable, fun things they should be
0: able to do. They should have money in that sp- saving account when they retire. Absolutely. Meaning Not meaning real money, yeah. but in that emotional savings account yeah. that you add to. Every time you tell a kid, I'm proud of you, Every time a kid gets a new skill, Mm. they hit a curveball for the first time. They catch a fly ball for the first time. They get a double play. They make a throw they've never made before. Yeah. You know, any of that. They they accomplish something they've never done before. The emotional savings account that that goes into. When they're done with the sport, there has to be a surplus of that. Mm -hmm. If there's not, you failed as a coach. You failed as a coach. There are some kids you're not going to be able to, I don't want to say save, but there's some kids that just with everything going on in their life that might not be able to happen. But you also don't want to be one of the people taking money from that account. Right. You're still adding money to that account. They might have a deficit at the end because of everything else going right. on in their life. But you added to that account. Mm-hmm. And if you don't look at it that way and if you don't feel that way, stop coaching kids it's that simple right right. at the end of the day bottom line i think we should end it there there you go i think that was a good spot boom hopefully this was a good episode hopefully i didn't preach too much (laughs) i actually i was pointing out a mistake i made like you know i i don't know if it was a mistake me getting angry was the mistake me sticking up for the kids was not no me being angry when i did it I probably should have taken a break before i said hey i didn't swear at him i did say something later that i regretted i already told that but other than that <laughs> it's hard for me i get I my you... mind just works that way i'm so good at well, it here's the reality if you
1: hadn't if you had not have said that what would have happened
0: so yeah. right and he wouldn't have apologized probably and maybe Maybe he's going to be a great coach because exactly. I mean,
1: maybe it ended up being a good learning moment. So, yeah, you know, maybe he things, learned from good it. Good things can come from mistakes.
0: And he, maybe he didn't. Who knows? Yes. But up? anyway, like, subcri- subscribe, yeah. share, follow. comment, follow, follow yeah. all that good stuff. Hey guys, stop coming to my face and saying stuff about the podcast. Comment <laughs> in the comment section, share, do these things because that helps the algorithm. I can't go to iTunes and say, hey, 14 people came to me and said what a good episode it was. They don't take that. They, You got to do it on the computer or on your phone or on your whatever. So do it because it drives Anthony crazy when you don't. So do it. Anthony, I'll tell you what. Anthony stays up at night. That's Come it. on, do it. So do it. Do it. Okay, guys. Yep. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. This was The Coach's Spot. I'm Jason T. Powell. That's Will, Will Smith. So the will, by bye the Will the Smith, will. Bye. the other Will Smith, bye. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the. Other-